Today is June 13th. We got sharp stats. We got bantering with Boone. Uh, we're going to talk about the Yankees. Figure out how we feel about these guys. Let's do it. Talking it with old John Boyd. John Boyd Jake. Recaps galore. Weekly awards. Headlines, steaming hot takes. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, episode 919, brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. We got producer BBD looking fresh behind the box. Coming off a late night, tired Sunday night, down in the dumps episode, Jake, do you feel different after a two nights sleep now about this team than you did then? Because we were pretty in it. In our feelings, any like clarity of new thought or still kind of down? James Davis, thank you, SeatGeek, code Yanks. Um, uh, nothing's changed. What has changed? I um, I don't know. No. Uh, it'll be nice when Bader and Judge are back. I think that was still my feelings the other night. Um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know... Going into a two-gamer against the Mets, that doesn't have me juiced up. I mean, the questions we can ask Boone, I don't know. Who's your Rank your top three DHs on the team. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's like just, it's not juicy at all, and it feels like uh, just more and more feels like it hinges on Judge, and it's a sport that is least unrelated to the star player of any of the major sports. So just overall concern. It's kind of crazy that, oh, this is going to get swiveled in a negative way, but I was oh, not trying to do it. that. Uh, the Angels have Trout and Otani, yes. and they still lose. The Yankees only win this year and last year because of Judge. And like... The, the amount he pushes them from below 500 to playoff team is nuts. He's Trout's just as good. The Angels must be just like even worse around them. I don't know. They've There's been better this, the, up until the, this point this year. To, they've been very similar to the Yankees, but in previous yeah, years, yeah, it's been 10 years. They so haven't they done anything. Trout, yeah. 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 It's, it's just very interesting how much Judge can affect this team when he doesn't even go all out on defense, but he's very good in the, the, the short right field. But. Yeah. Angels would love a Garrett Cole. Hell, they <laughs> they had the second highest bid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they did. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to see if maybe we were finding any optimism in between. And you know, if Judge and Bader come back, then I'm optimistic that as long as they stay healthy, then I worry about you know playoff starting pitching. But I don't know. We got a sharp stat. I'm sure, we're going to hear about some bad stuff. I don't think this is going to be a good one. I don't know. It says on base percentage on our screen, so I'm guessing that's uh, low. It's not good. That yeah. was definitely as I was as I was prepping a banter with Boone. I yelled openly in Starbucks today. I said, "Anyone have questions for Boone?" Uh, or one of our colleagues was there, so I asked her, Amanda. Um, did she have any? She did not. She said she didn't really watch this weekend. She was like, "I don't, I don't know." Feels. Like, she kind of said it feels like the same stuff. I was like, "Yeah." Um, you know what? If this is feeling the same for you and you're having some trouble mm, with your sponsor erections. Oh. Rex M D. Guys hate going to the doctor and they kinda hate talking about this stuff. I'm going to the doctor today. For this. Rex M D makes generic and branded Viagra or Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescription. They deliver to your door. No office visits, no talking to a receptionist. Hi, can I get an appointment? I'm it's not working. Viagra can cost around $90 a pill. Well, Rex MD has generic Viagra for as low as $2 a pill. It's a big difference. That's nice. That's uh, 89 or, 88. Nah, even. I got it wrong. 
It's all right. With I read the nine. Stuff. I started saying 80 yeah. and then I read the nine. Free two-day shipping. It's fast, simple, and cheap. Uh, and you can access your U.S. license for XMD physician anytime you need afterwards. Take advantage of their deal by heading to rexmd.com slash johnboy. Our exclusive deal will save up to 90% off where you'll pay as low as $2 per dose of generic Viagra instead of $90 plus. It's rexmd.com slash johnboy for up to 90% off and a free gift. Your partner. partner. Mm, or your partner. Your partner. Your partner. I watched an episode of Little Rascals, like the original Little Rascals from 1905 today with James. Ah, yeah. It's hilarious how they talk. He was pretty into it. They were training circus animals, trying to win Darla's heart. Uh, Alpha Alpha, hell of a character. All-timer. Some of the words they were saying, I was like, this is good stuff. Tell anyone about Alpha Alpha, and I think... They're on to something with the hate going to the doctor stuff. I'm going to the doctor today. It stinks. It's not exciting. I'm kind of excited because I'm not, I'm going to like the specialist specialist right. now, like end of the line, find out what's wrong with me. But the best news is still bad news. True. Worst news is you ALS, know? and I'm really that's like my fingers crossed. I don't want that. It's a bad one. Mm. It's on the it's on the docket though. One of the who ha- who put it on the docket? All of my symptoms. Okay. I hope it's not that. Thank you, David. I also hope it's not that, but Thank I think you. you might be getting in your own head a little bit. I don't think we need to jump there yet. Well, very unlikely, but that's the worst news. Yeah. I'm a, it's some crazy autoimmune muscle thing. Hopefully, hopefully the doctor leads to some answers. And can help me with the on-base percentage situation yeah. for the Yankees. The Yankees. It's bizarre. I'll ask. I'll ask her. Yeah. Bizarre. Okay. She might have some insight. Uh, Katie Sharp called back and added more, so you'll hear her oh. reintroduce herself. It's not Allow me, me to restarting. reintroduce myself. My name is Katie. Guys, this is the queen of stats, and obviously the biggest news in uh, Yankee stat land right now is the awful performance they've had without Judge in the lineup. So I don't need to really rehash that here. It's, you know, as I take this on Monday, I believe they're 8-10 and 10 with uh, scoring 3.3 runs per game, which is just terrible. So what I want to talk about today instead is is a stat for the entire season that I think has been really underreported and is just very, very un-Yankee-like. And that's their point, is their dot .301 OBP, so their on-base percentage. And believe it or not, that is the fourth worst in the major leagues. Um, they are ahead of only the Tigers, the White Sox, and the Royals. And they currently trail right ahead of them are, are the A's and the Brewers. Uh, that's terrible. Um, and like I said, this is extremely un-Yankee-like to have a low OBP like this. Uh, they haven't ranked outside the top 10 in, in the major leagues since 2016. Uh, that was when they were 25th. And the last six seasons uh, leading up to that, uh, since 2017, they've been 5th, ninth, 4th, 4th, 7th, and 3rd. So very good um, before that 2016 dip. And just for more context, the only seasons in the 30-team era, so that's 1993, where they fell outside the top, te- top 10, is that 2016 season, the 2014 season when they were 23rd, 2013 when they were 23rd, and 2001 when they were 15th. Um, and just looking at it relative to the rest of the league, um, so you can do this on Fangraphs. They have plus stats for every single stat. So they're OBP plus. There's only been four Yankee teams that have been worse um, as of now, and that's uh, nine, 1925, 1908, 1990, 1965, and 1969. So this really is one of the five worst Yankee teams in history in getting on base relative to the rest of the league. And it really, if you want to know, without judge, their team OBP this season is .268. Yeah, that's terrible. And looking at individual players, um, the only players above the league average, which is a 319 OBP, are Rizzo, Glaber, and Judge. And Anthony Volpe currently has a 260 OBP, which if you look at the 160 qualifiers in the major leagues, that's last. So, and he has the third most played appearances on the team. So, there's a there's a lot of culprits for this, and this is just a very very unyanky like stat that I think is really hurting them. Um, the only reason that they are currently 38 and 29 is because they have 
pretty good pitching this year. Hey, guys, Queen of Stats back. I just wanted to uh, do a quick little analysis of why uh, their OBP might be so low. We know that they hit the ball really hard, right? Um, but a couple a couple stats kind of uh, really stood out to me. Uh, they have the seventh lowest in-zone swing percentage, so the percentage of swings on pitches that are in the zone. So they're just letting these easy pitch, these in-zone pitches go by. And that has led to the eighth highest looking strike percentage. So that's the percentage of all strikes that the Yankees have which are looking. So the eighth highest looking strike percentage and the seventh lowest in-zone swing percentage. Um, and what that has done is it's led them to be among the bottom 10 in 3-0 counts seen and 3-1 counts, which we know are very, very favorable for OBP. So basically, they are just not putting themselves in very good positions to get on base. All right, guys, more food for thought. Bye. I wish you didn't call back in. It just kept going. I was holding my breath. I felt myself getting anxious and frustrated. She didn't need to call back in, but, but she, she did. did because she I'm going to, I'm going to maybe drop those to Booney Thanks, later and the Volpe numbers. Maybe that's something we can ask Booney as well. Like the third most at bats on the team and the worst OBP in all of baseball qualified batters. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. It's so on Yankee. Like I know she said that like that's used to be their identity, man. Even, you know, 20, 2021 has become our, and again, it's, it's a perk of being a Yankee fan in a way, but that's our baseline, like, kind of bleh Yankee team because they were getting on base, they were drawing walks, but they had double plays, there was no speed, it, it felt like it just never was coming together. Um But, yeah, Yankee teams always get on base, and I, I another... You know, I, I remember even before, like, Moneyball and the on-base revolution in baseball happened, it was like the the whisper campaign of the Yankees. It was like, you know, even even when these guys don't get hits, they'll walk. Mm. And everyone was like, oh, that's, well, <laughs> not great baseball, but okay, Yankees. Um, that, yeah, when all that happened, I was like, Yankees have been walking for years. Like, I remember, I remember as a little kid. Like, playing baseball and, like, valuing seeing pitches just because I watched a lot of Yankees yeah, baseball. Work and the I count, like, work yeah, work the count, work the count. I used to date that in, like, my backyard, and my dad was throwing me BP. I had coaches yell at me. He was like, you stink. Because sometimes I would take first pitch, pitch strikes, and I'd nod my head. Be like, yes, because that was what you used and to do. One of, and one Dude. of the, the – co- I had a coach scream at me. <laughs> like, that's not good. And I was like, I kind – actually, I kind of get your point, but also – Seeing pitches as the Yankees, and, you know, the the talking Yanks people, they've heard you soon over Brett Gardner for years or whoever was in the lineup seeing pitches because there's value to that, that the Yankees not getting on base is so bizarre. And I, I even I went on a little bit of a Jakey rant this offseason because I've been big on the lineup isn't it and they need more and they need more depth. And I, I was circling back on, like, the Bronx Bombers. And whenever we do you know, kind of off-season Yankee drafts and we get into pitching and we all start laughing because we're like, wow, the Yankees don't have a crazy history of pitching? Like, the the rings and all that. And then you go through the hitters and you're like, holy crap. Like, we're you're leaving off all-time, all-time hitters when you start talking about Yankees all-time lineups and stuff like that. That the Yankees are built on offense. And, and by the way, look around baseball this year. The two best teams have been the Tampa Bay Rays and the Texas Rangers that have been the two best offensive teams. So offense is not only back in a big way because of, uh, you know, the shift being gone. Uh, you know, even with the base running rules, there's something more for the pitchers to think about. Hitters have adapted to velo better. That hitting is in. And the Yankees as a franchise, it's also their identity. The nickname is the Bronx Bombers. I talk about it when I talk about, like, the Steelers having a good defense or whatever team you picture having an identity. The Yankees' identity is offense. Like, yes, you're going to need pitching performance at any time to win baseball games, but the Yankees' identity is built on offense, and right now, it's bad. (laughs) They're still last in the league, had uh, hits on 3-1 count. 
was over a month ago when I first talked to Looney about that. So maybe I'll bring that up. Hey, you said we could check in on this. Yeah. Let's check in. It's been a month. Still last in the league. Which isn't good. Still last in the league at batting average in 3-1 count. Hey, not last in the league and on base. Okay. Good job. Way to go. 20th. Uh, second last in slugging. And second last in OPS. Interesting, the Rangers are last in the last two. Don't need it. Don't need to get to those counts if you already get hits, you know? Yeah. Um, Only eight hits. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. And I... Right now, if you look at the Yankees lineup on fan graphs, it has Calhoun, Bowers, and McKinney in the lineup. Um... Which again, I, I think in a normal season you got kind of got room for one of those, and like, ooh, let's let's see what Willie or Bowers or McKinney has to offer for a little bit, and maybe that can blossom into more. But um, I don't know. I mean, even you know the Donaldson Homer stuff. Uh, people heard me talk about it last episode, and I was wrong, and I'm I can admit that when I am. But you know, Josh Donaldson batting second are thinking that he deserves to even bat second when that's become, like, the holy part of our lineup, like the judge's, judge's sanctuary where, you know, the best hitters on your team hit first and second, and he's got a 143 batting average. Um, I don't know. I, I The other thing that I've put out here that it was something I stumbled into is the do what the other team doesn't want to see, and I, I think when the other team sees Josh Donaldson – in second right now, they're kind of like, oh, my God. They don't have much else until Bader and Judge come back. and Or, or they play everyone. Like, they kind of split reps, that whole Boston series. Right. But, uh, dude, what's frustrating is how bad the offense is mm-hmm. all around. It's bumming me out. Because I don't know the solution to all these problems like the so bad against starting pitchers right and and collectively not even seeing 3-0 counts or not being aggressive on pitches in the zone like okay so you're not good against starting pitchers and you're the seventh lowest in zone swing percentage like what's the chicken and what's the egg here and what is birthing the chicken or the egg like is this a philosophy thing or personnel thing because i We've had a lot of different personnel come yeah. through now. And it seems like a philosophy thing. It seems like this is this is a preparation and what you're looking for at the plate thing more than the individual. Because how many different people have been part of this? It's both, right? I mean, you know, not... You know, some of these guys, just because if you tell them the approach, if, if you, me, and BBD let off for the Yankees tonight, I, you know, I, I don't think our preparation or approach would change too much. You know, like, it, it, it's not like there's some guy in the eight hole that's killing it right now that we're like, oh, let's give him a chance up top. Like, no. Yeah, but you think um, all the guys besides, you know, Rizzo and Judge, like, like Volpe, Oswaldo, that's just all their game? But they're kids, like, you know, at least those those guys have hope in the future of developing and finding something different. Bader was the only one giving different at-bats. Yeah. Like attacking, swinging big, driving the ball in fastball counts. I don't know. Pro player. Um, yeah, Rizzo's slump obviously came at the worst time, and we don't know if there's injury stuff tied in there. Glaber is still... Somewhat been hitting here and there, but <laughs> also having some of the oddest mental gaps on the other side of the ball. And I think the other thing that we we stumble into some theories that it feel like change over time. Um, and we've talked about this. Like, hey, you know, I, we love him. Awesome dude. Trevino's hitting this year has been really bad. Yeah. He's a 566 OPS. I mean, he's a uh, 258 on base. Like, those are, like, I. that's why I threw a qualified before, because those are 
Those are lower than Volpe. Um, and it goes into what, again, has been one of my part of evolving theories that, hey, maybe we'll see on a Yankees team two years from now. But to to be putting a, a non-offensive player in the lineup, that leaves so much less wiggle room as you go inning to inning to inning. Because now... Okay, you called up the prince that was promised, Volpe Potter, and he hasn't been going yet, and guess what? It kind of makes sense. He's a kid. A lot of kids don't figure it out immediately at the big league level, but you've, you've tied your hands there a little bit, so now we've basically got two O's in the lineup. Um, you know, you, you kind of gave Oswaldo a chance at left field. That's been three now O's in the lineup. Um IKF, I know he's been playing better lately, but his stats on the year, he's still a 77 OPS plus that he's mm. our he's kind of our go-to center fielder right now with Billy McKinney that I, I don't know when you start running through this and with DJ having an all-time bad start, Rizzo just had the worst slump of his career. I mean, my goodness. Uh, you're banking on Bowers and Stanton and Stanton's playing every third game and... Like hasn't been Stanton. back yet. That's B squad, Bader and Judge. Kinda. That's what they're banking on. So I don't know. You got too many infielders. It's kind of been the same story for two years now. Even worse this year. <laughs> well, you know, when Judge was here, they were good. Same with Bader. Two outfielders. Yeah, I guess so. They got rid of Hicks, and now he's rolling. wonder how they feel about that. Oh, it drives them insane. It drives them absolutely mad. It's their biggest fear in the world, is letting the asset go, and then they contribute. Yeah, and then they just peg it on situations, which some players it is true, and other players maybe not. I mean, some Yankee fans want to hear this. Some don't, so half cover your ears. Gary Sanchez is batting cleanup for the Padres. Yeah, Gary can hit. He's cute as hell. Very happy for Gary. Snell loves throwing to him. Didi just got picked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mariners. Minor league deal. Minor league. Yeah, he's going to have fun. Up, he's going to have fun. Where's he, he going? Tacoma? Fun. Although we haven't seen him have fun in a little bit. Um, essentially a top five offense with Judge and Bader. Worst offense without him. Jazzed up for the Mets series? Nah. I had the same notes as Katie Sharp. Yankees are 27th in OBP. Tigers, White Sox, Royals. The worst teams in the worst division. (laughs) Maybe the hitting coaches are just all about swing, like how to get your swing right now and not how to, like, have an at-bat. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know anything. I'm just frustrated. No, and yeah, I was I was bummed out. I was bummed out thinking about the Subway Series because I I hadn't gone to one. We were talking about this on Wake and Jake the other day. Until 2021, the Lindor three homer game. Wanda oh yeah, Rissolin, I remember Stanton. that. Yeah, the crowd was awesome. It was a yeah. unique sporting event. Like <clears throat> if I was at a brew pub talking to someone about sports, and they're like, "What? Are, you know, some of your favorite sporting events you've been to?" I'd it wouldn't be number one, but I'd tell people, I'd be like, you know what's actually, Subway Series is kind of electric. Like, you kind of feel New York City. Like, you feel that intensity, and there's kind of some trash talk. Like, it's it's a little bit like sibling rivalry. Like, you know, this this doesn't really matter on the, the long path of our season, but also I'm going to shit talk you. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, if you had told me that come June, the Yankees and the Mets would be playing two games, Start of the summer, basically. Severino Scherzer, Cole Verlander. Tell you that would be like two of the best nights of the baseball season. And I think both fan bases are trying to like... If you told both fan bases right now, handshake, one and one, keep it moving, everyone would sign the paper immediately. I think if you told both fan bases, uh, let's go to the beach and just check the score afterwards, (laughs) they'd be like, yeah, that's cool. We all got together and we're like, let's let these games happen in the background of our lives and then just check out what the final is afterwards. 
That would sound nice. I think both teams would be okay with like 0-1 each way and a game gets canceled. Like 161. <laughs> rain out would be nice. It poured yesterday. I could take as many rain outs as you'll give me from now until Judge is healthy. Which one is that? When the rain stops. I want to know. All right. Well, let's talk to Poon about all this fun stuff. Yeah. See if he gives us any answers. But there is an answer for you guys. It's Vizio. Vizio. V. Value. MVP. Judge. MVP. Vizio. Judges Vizio? Vizio has award-winning TVs and soundbars. Insane prices under 500 bones. Bones are their money. Sharp contrast, smooth 120 FPS motion that can keep up with a four-seamer. Vizio Watch Free Plus also offers MLB Network totally free right out of the box. Go watch a team like the Diamondbacks or something. You might like that. Vizio... They've always been the MVP of value. So head over to Vizio.com to check out how you can elevate your viewing experience all season long. Whatever your budget or size of your home, Vizio has you covered for the perfect TV and soundbar. There's a link in the description. All right, here we go. We got Booney joining us after his off day. We just did a bunch of chatting. Maybe we just... Take some of that, and then we redo it in the middle <laughs> here. Uh, you got any updates for us? We don't really want to do a whole injury update list. The only thing that I think we have to ask about because... We were sad. Cheer us up. We, lo- we gotta, lost a couple homestands. Uh, yeah, got to ask I about know. judging. I really have nothing for you on judging. All I right. mean, I, I am as curious as you guys are. It's, I will say, walking out of the building <laughs> with them Sunday. Um, I know he felt a lot better than like a few days before. And like, he's got like a normal gait now and stuff. So, but I don't know when it's going to, and I really haven't gotten anything from the trainers on it. So. Okay. We had some rugby players here and they, they heard that he was out with turf toe and they laughed and we had to kind of Joe's actually, a guy was trying to back him up saying, well, it's a different sport. And they said, turf toe doesn't why, who sits for turf toe. So the rugby guys don't have support for judge right now, just an update. And we tried to have his back. But hopefully, if his gait is normal, yeah, that's a plus. Uh, yeah, that that hopefully is is a good thing. So, and I wasn't off day yesterday, so I'm excited to go in and see what we got today. I is mean, it, the biggest thing is going to be, you know, it's his back foot is going to be rotating the yeah. hitting part. Yeah, that's what we tried to explain. Uh, Sorry, guys. No, you're all good. We, um, you know, we, I was, we talked about Judge and 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 the the effect he has had with and without the team uh, and um, kind of the unfortunate timing of of Rizzo also kind of going through a slump. My question here was, we know he had the neck injury that he sat out in Seattle and and he hasn't really gotten going since then. Is it more, is it that still hurting, lingering, or do you think it's just a regular old normal, you know, slump? Yeah, I think it's a regular old normal, you know, Riz going through a little tough, 10 day, two week stretch here. Uh, he's, he's fine neck wise. Um, um, so we just got to get him rolling and, you know, get big G going. And, uh, I actually feel like JD's having really good at bats. Um, even though he hasn't gotten a lot of hits the last couple of days, I feel like he's, he's, he's getting there. we got to get DJ going. I thought he had three better, uh, at bats, uh, in, in the most recent game. Um, so it's just getting a few of the big boys going, uh, and then continuing to get contributions from from guys that have come up, and um, you know, unfortunately, on that homestand, you know, we go two and four and lose a bunch of one run games where it's like not that margin for error right now. We gotta we gotta punch through. The uh, we we had Katie Sharp call in if if you're familiar, the queen of stats. She she's done a lot of statistic work, at broadcasting, and different things. She's been with us for a little while. And uh, we just talked some on base percentage, and, and that's the one that, that had us really tilt in our head because you go through Yankee teams throughout the years, and she laid it out a lot more beautifully than me, but the, the Bombers get on base. Like, even going back to before, on base percentage was cool and sexy. Like, the, the New York Yankees got on base. And right now they sit at 27th uh, with only AL, AL Central teams behind them, which essentially don't count. 
Um, <laughs> is is that <laughs> is that is that approach? Is that hey, we're 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 in it? It's I was gonna say it's early in the season, but it's kind of not. Like it it is something changed there, or is it? I don't know the luck of the cards. No, I mean that's that's an area we got to improve on because you're right. That has been a hallmark of of our success is the ability to get on base. Um, so that's an area we need to continue to improve on. You know, part of that is is we have encouraged our guys to be more aggressive. You know, early in counts, first pitches, because so many teams now are you know really just trying to grab strike one, and you know that's obviously a big deal. 1-0 to 0-1 is a big deal. And if, and if teams are throwing the best pitch to hit right down the middle, say in that first pitch, we got to be ready to go. So in a lot of ways, I feel like we've done a better job of that, but with, within that, you know, as games unfold and um, you know, you get deeper into counts, um, you know, being able to win those three, two counts, uh, make those really good decisions on one, one, those allow you to get deep in the count and hopefully uh, you know, especially as you're wearing a team down to, to, to get that on base going, but it is something that we need to do a better job of. And hopefully we will as, as, as we continue to unfold here. Yeah. When we talked about it with Katie and then um, Jake and I kind of just talked about it after rolling out, it's perplexing because it does feel like the Yankees are swinging earlier in the account. It's actually middle of the pack as the first swing percentage with in the league. Right. But what's actually plaguing the team so far in terms of on-base percentage is that they're not swinging at pitches in the zone. So it's a, the seventh lowest in baseball at swinging at strikes in the zone, which kind of goes back to the 3-1 conversation I brought up a month ago, and you said we can revisit it. I just A month check-in, we're still last in the league at swinging at 3-1 fastballs. 3-1. And, and so it, it's it's... It just seems, I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot of youth on the team. We know that uh, Cabrera and Volpe have struggled working counts and getting into hitters uh, counts, especially like recently. But that seems to be it more is that not attacking pitches in the zone. Yeah, I mean, that's ultimately what, you know, a lot of times the separator between good and great offenses, average and good offenses is swing decisions. And that's, yeah, the ability to lay off pitches outside the zone, which is huge in that, but should swing also. And that's when you get your pitch in zone, making sure you get your swing off. So those are all areas that, uh, you know, hopefully we continue to improve on. Obviously, you know, we've had a lot of different personnel and a lot of, uh, you know, injury guys here through the first, however far 60 something games into the season we are now. So hopefully we can get more stable and, and, but as a group, hopefully continue to improve on that because that's going to, if we can improve on those things, that goes a long way in helping us become ultimately the offense we want to be. Yeah. It's a little bit of a double-edged sword of, I don't know what is the result and what is the reason with, with the kind of approach and, and not swinging at strikes, but all like which has led to the, the Yankees have the least amount of three zero and three one counts. So like working the counts deep, which then leads to they're one of the bottom five teams against starting pitchers. And I think five of the last nine starters went perfect through the through the first three innings recently. Mm-hmm. And it's just like well, and like super low pitch counts, and that's also kind of just not the Yankees that, you know, I've grown up watching. Is that Can that be something the team tackles? Can that be something like like before a game, like, hey, let's have this, let's try to do this or let's do that? Or is each player going to have their own approach and their own plan of attack? Um, the, no, I mean, there's a, li- a little combination of that. There's, there's certainly we want to have a team approach or a team thought on, but there's absolutely then now – tailored individually for individual strengths and weaknesses and, you know, how you match up against a particular pitcher. So um, look, it's, it's an area we got to continue to grow at, continue to improve at. And hopefully as we get continuity, um, we will get better at that. Um, We have won a lot of games too. So, um, and, and it's 
some guys have done a lot of winning things, even where we haven't scored necessarily a ton of runs. So, uh, um, and again, obviously, you know, taking Aaron out right now is obviously big, but, you know, getting Giancarlo rolling, getting DJ rolling, getting JD now back rolling, getting these guys going now allows the supporting cast to be the supporting cast. And hopefully, um, you know, that can really get us to take off. Yeah. And we, because the makes are there, we just got to get some continuity and hopefully we get there at some point. And, and we, we were laughing, you mentioned the supporting cast and, you know, going, going back to the best of times this season, it, you know, nine, nine hole Volpe draw, draw a walk here and there. He's stealing bags and, in our Talking Yanks group chat, you know, he comes up against Kenley and we're like, my goodness, if if this kid puts a ball in the stands right now, he's Jeter again. If he gets out, he's, you know, he should be Peraza. And it's it's the sick it's the sick sport of baseball. I, I guess, you know, we we're going through some stats and I'm just reading stats of the qualified batters, Volpe's right now last and on base percentage. He's 260 qualified batters. He's like he's a he's a young ball player. It, it, not everything is the stats. We want to see him develop, and you know, especially where he's going to be at the end of the year, and you know, three years, all of that stuff. I get it. I, I guess for you, where does the line start to be drawn? Because it, it's not pure results driven, but in what you're looking for from him, where where you might take a step back and be like, hey, maybe we do need to get him out of the MLB lineup because it it might be hurting him more than he's helping him would that would that be bad at bats would it be frustration or or what would you be looking for um look a little bit of everything the, the thing i'm seeing is a guy that is you know so far completely equipped to handle it all and and has and hasn't changed <clears throat> how he's gone about things how his daily interactions are there's obviously frustration when you don't have the success you want to. So, and he's competitive as heck. So he has, you know, those moments in, in the moment where, you know, he's, you can tell he's, he's ticked off, but that's all part of it. But I don't think, I don't think anything's changed from a confidence standpoint. He's human. So I'm sure you, he feels the, you know, trying to make adjustments and going through struggles. But again, I mean, as much as, there was understandable buzz around it in spring training and the excitement of it all. One of the reasons, one of the main reasons we decided it was time is because we totally felt like he was equipped to handle what may be in some inevitable growing pains and adversity. And he's shown he has been able to handle that. And all the while, um, I think overall, He's, he's made a couple errors here and there. I think he's played really well defensively. He's obviously great on the bases. He's gotten big hits for us. He's, you know, he's hit with some power. He's on pace to hit over 20 home runs. So all of a sudden you get rolling literally, you know, four or five, six games, you get, you take off a little bit. Now all of a sudden you're over 200 and, and the narrative changes like that. And, um, what I'm seeing is, in my opinion, a guy that is still helping us win games, but I'm confident will continue to be in the middle of helping us win games. And as long as I continue to see that and, you know, can continue to see him deal with the ups and downs uh, the way you would hope, um, you know, I feel a lot of confidence with him still. If you're a young player like Volpe or any player, actually, this is just not obviously – it, it stems from uh, him and, and being a rookie, but in general, in baseball, in the middle of the season, how do you practice or get reps in on a pitch, right? So right now, every pitcher's loan away breaking ball to Volpe. Every pitcher has the same exact plan against him. It's the first two pitches have been breaking balls away or, or fastball in. But mostly when they get them, they're going that slider away, breaking ball away, righty pitchers. How does he practice that? How do you get... Like, I know they have new technology that some stadiums have, and, and you can stand in and punch that in. But if if he doesn't have that as, at his disposal, are there drills you do? Because you only get four yeah, at-bats there's, a game. There's drills, but we do have that at, at your disposal. You, know, yeah. you, know, like you, got, we do have. you guys have that at the stadium? 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything you can match. So you're able to replicate a lot more now than you ever could before. Jake and I stood in <laughs> on Cole's pitches on that machine. They were pretty good. I mean, yeah, you could do pretty much whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so you're able to replicate that. So the biggest thing is it's just it's so subtle. It's like because I believe his DNA is control the strike zone. And when it's all said and done, you're going to see a guy that, you know, when we look up years from now, it's going to be a guy that gets on base a ton, that hits for some power, runs the bases, all that. Um, you know, it's that fine line of really – I feel like in the last week he started to get back to a little bit of control of the zone where I see some discipline within there, but then there's still a little bit of expansion, and it's such a such a fine, fine line. Um, yeah, I don't, that, I don't know the numbers – I don't know the numbers on this, but from my watching, it seems like the difference between 0-1 and 1-0 is huge for his huge. approach the rest of the way. Huge. So, so it's a matter of now you're you're facing you know the best in the world for the first time, full bore every day, and they're great at attacking, not only uh, using their strengths, but also understanding weaknesses and and where to find holes and going to to attack those things so um that's that's the adjustment phase the thing is is plugging some of the holes but also you know it, it also hitting comes down to really being able to take advantage of mistakes uh and and control the strike zone yeah we're, we're also talking about a young a young kid who you know didn't get a lot of triple a at bats and <laughs> And if he ha- if he ha- finds himself back in AAA getting more reps, that's not damning to the grand scheme of his career or his abilities in, in any way. But it, it sounds like the way you guys have discussed it, that it's, it's, it seems like off the table. Like it's not a thought at all where... Yeah, it's not something, it's not something we're talking about. Okay. Well, it's, it's good to instill confidence and just have it be a fine line mm-hmm. like that. Cool. Yep. Let's... Uh... Uh, and man, and by the way, I don't don't know the kid at all, but the fact that he was standing in and breathing normally in that at bat against Kenley says uh, a lot more about me because I was on my couch not breathing normally watching that at bat for him. Um, <laughs> let's let's jump to Stanton a little bit because I, I think you guys said there was about two weeks when he would come back, and we've we've seen you guys Fenway they they put a giant wall in left field, which makes it easier to play out there. Uh, could we be seeing Stanton in the outfield? Because uh, like we've done for the past couple years, when he does play the outfield, it opens up some options for the Yanks. Yeah, um, I don't know yet. I mean, I, I don't know. And that'll be, honestly, a lot of that'll be driven by Big G. Like when he's ready, he'll let me know. And and I don't want to push that, uh, you know, speed that process up when it, it, if he's not quite ready to do it. So we'll continue to work to get there, and when that is, I'm not sure. But but yeah, you're right. It does open some things up. You know that said, you know, I mean, some of the really good contributions we've been getting is, have been from the Bowers, Calhoun, McKinney. You know, guys that have been playing in the corners for us um, that have done a really nice job. So um, I know we want that, but that really hasn't been the issue either. Like like. You know, we've been getting real contributions from those guys that have gotten reps, uh, you know, because he hasn't gone out there yet. So in in a quite literal way, like, is it Stan takes fly balls, comes off the field one day and he says, hey, Booney, I'm I'm back. Like a genuine question. How is if, if Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a little bit of that. I mean, it is a little bit of that here. You know, here's the problem is, you know, as he's now getting back to playing every day, um, you know, there's that initial phase of less time to go out and it's like, you know, do all this pre-work before I'm getting ready to play in a game, which I haven't really done yet. So it's like, now we got to find that balance between making sure he's getting out there and getting some work and getting built up a little bit, but also, you know, being ready to go at seven o'clock. Okay. Uh, Pop quiz. Since we're on the subject, how many home runs did you hit at Fenway? (laughs) At Fenway? Yeah. Remember? Um, one over the monster. No, two, two. Yeah. Wade Miller and Josh Beckett. Correct. Mm. Yes. Both, both. Oh, to left. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was any of them like a like a pop up cheapy that you, you you got to really smile, or did you put them on Lansdowne? Uh, I don't think either were on Lansdowne. They're both like homers everywhere, though. Okay. Most homers at Fenway are homers. It, you know, it, it's very rare you get that one that goes. Like uh, Higgy's got a couple that are you know those front row lap jobs. It's Fenway. Yeah, I mean, he's made for him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was ma- frankly made for me too, because um, I did that a little bit too. But it's a little overrated the amount of home run. It's it's the it's the ball off the wall that gets you most. Yeah, I would say ninety five percent of homers that go out there are probably homers everywhere yeah, else. The, Very, the, the double rarely. machine. Yeah, you know that triangle like, in dead center that seems like it's so far is actually the shallowest dead center in all of baseball. Yeah, right there. And then it just gets huge right to the right of it, yeah. towards right. Yeah. On, on Stanton, the reason Jake's asking about him being in the outfield and, and or starting at DH is his, his pinch hitting numbers, career, and then with the Yankees, are are the numbers of someone who, who really hates pinch hitting. He has one hit as a Yankee pinch hitting, I think, in 50 at-bats, and he has a career 0.79 slugging. As a pinch hitter, mm-hmm. uh, I know pinch hitting is very hard, and some people uh, can excel at it and have good numbers. You have, uh, you know, decent numbers as a for pinch hitting. What's but, Glaber? Glaber's been really good. Yeah, Glaber so, kind of likes just going out there and swinging, which usually helps. Stanton likes seeing the ball, and he likes. Now, in fairness, though, Stanton like pinch hit the other night, and I think hit into did he hit a double player, grounded out, and kind of smoked the ball like. Had the right bat and just yeah. drilled he, it right at the shortstop. I mean, he so. smoked a ball that hit him in the shoulder. He just <laughs> yeah. Do you He's look at any of that? Will that ever come into play? Like, or is that just hey, stands on the bench? Like sometimes there's there's stats that are just not actionable, right? Like Stanton struggles or Judge struggles versus this pitcher. Well, whatever. He's Judge. He's playing. He's probably going to find his. Like, is it more of that tone with Stanton when you see those? numbers or yeah, Stan I mean, was to come to you times, and be like there's times when we're in the year where G's going through a tough stretch where it may be I'm gonna stay away from them. You know, those kind of things happen and come up. Um but if I'm just giving a guy a day and we're in a big spot late and you know he's in a pretty good place and it's just a normal routine day off, that's a different story. Glaber's got a three fifty seven batting average as a pinch hitter. Pretty good. That is that? pretty good. Five twenty-four on base percentage. That's nice. how many? How many pinch hits? Twenty-one plate appearances, fourteen at bats. Significant. That's that's pretty good. It's tough to find even that that small number. If, if it's that small, it's usually worse. Yeah. Hey, I got a well. Glaber's up for a second. Um, he has another mental lapse. Whatever. I'm moving on. No, um, upset. I uh, in the shifts last year. So. In the shifts last year, Glaber used to kick out to the outfield sometimes, caught a couple balls. I call these shower thoughts. They're normally my deep-end thoughts that I might not necessarily bring to life. Has there been a single discussion or thought that, like, hey, we've been looking for some outfielders. Could Glaber play left field for a day? A, a little bit. A okay. Little bit. Um, I'll take that. He was, he was my emergency outfielder the other day and almost was, was literally – really close to going out there in LA kind of late in that game. Had we <clears throat> had, had the Dodgers tied us, I think we were up one and they had some runners out there. Had they tied us, I was going to pinch hit somebody that would have, would have then moved uh labor to the outfield for an inning or two. So okay. we'll see. You never know. All right. Yeah. Any, uh, when does, Cash and Co. call you into a room because we're like six weeks away from the deadline. When do and they're probably been scouting and thinking and tinkering. When does it start getting to you? Like when when do they start pulling you and say, "Hey, this guy, this guy, this is on the table. We're gonna maybe call these this team," or is it off your radar for a while? Yeah, not, mo- mostly off my radar. They're going through like what's called org tracking, so all the scouts and everyone is kind of going through each organization and getting a lay of the land of every organization's, you know, prospects, needs, 
you know, our reports on everyone. So we're kind of buttoned up on every organization, but that's all front office driven right now. And then, you know, if something comes, gets close or something's on the board, um, you know, then, then he'll let me know and get my thoughts on it or, um, but it feels a while away. But then again, there's always that, you know, sometimes those random ones that come up, you know, we got Edwin Encarnacion, for example, Yeah. you know, pretty early, a couple, you know, well before the deadline. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes those come up now. It doesn't, I mean, just the lay of the land doesn't seem like that's the case this year, just because so many teams are, you know, you would at least think still very much in it and not ready to, to, to move on from things. So we'll see, it, you know, right now it looks like it's kind of, and, and I'm kind of just saying this as like in the game as a fan, like it looks like it's shaping up to maybe be a dud of a deadline with, with so many teams. It's, it's going to be know, interesting. Be interesting to see who, what, what front offices cave at the end. Cause it's, there's going to be yeah. a lot of ways to cut up the numbers. You guys, if you guys swept the white Sox, I think then you could have, you know, then they, you would have pushed them closer to maybe giving you some guys. Yeah. It was a missed yeah. opportunity. You know, the damn fires. Right, we're we're going to, we're going to slowly start to get some guys, you know, the Baders and the judges and the Rodon and, and Hamilton and the Wiseiga, like, Nestor. Sign me up for some of that. Nestor. No, no Bader update for us. We'll hear in like a half hour. Bader. Yeah. Well, just because they're coming out of an off day. So the plan is he's going to have a full workout today again. Sunday went really well. He did a lot. We want to have another big one today. Probably play in a rehab game Wednesday um, and then potentially be in play uh, up at Fenway this weekend. And just because you just mentioned him, Edwin Encarnacion, has he been the player that you felt you most related to fashion-wise and car-wise? Um, oh, wow. Only different. You know, we had, a, we, had a, we had a connection, and I knew him actually pretty well when we got him just because we were former Reds third baseman. So mm. he came up. He was in the minor leagues when I was still in Cincinnati, and he actually played with my little brother in the in the minor leagues. So felt like I, I knew him a little bit. Uh, so we had a little bit of a connection before he even came over. Okay. Were you jealous that he didn't have to shave because he had his lasered off his facial hair? I did not know that even. Yeah. 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 He lasered it off. So he actually had like a chin strap that he had to shave because he, he, he lasered off a perfectly groomed <laughs> chin strap beard, but then he had to shave yes. that, that strip, which is really right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Booney. All right, guys. Have fun versus the Mets. Thank you. And that was bantering with Boone. And if you missed it, or you're just listening on the podcast, the, his camera did pan out at one point. Yeah. And he was sitting uh, crisscross applesauce with the laptop. And I, I, that's, basically treating us like kindergartners that's like you know story time at kindergarten we were the little kids he was sitting hey part of me likes it part I, it's a little bit of a sign of respect too i right? like the comfortableness and quirkiness yeah maybe exactly. someone stole his chair thanks to thanks to vizio for that i guess, I guess he's in the mets like clubhouse right or, yeah. or his the away team manager office so yeah. maybe they went no chairs on him you know what? The one thing that he did not dance around yeah. at the end is Volpe's not going anywhere. Yeah. And, hey, maybe that is for the better, and it is like a sign of confidence, and go get that into Volpe's ears. They probably told him, him already. I would, I would hope. Like, he knows that. Like, if that's the case, then I hope he knows that. But, I mean, maybe don't tell it to Peraza unless Peraza comes up, Glaber kicks to left, like Jake was talking about. But he did firmly kind of shut that down. Which is good, and you have to, because the second you crack that door open... It's done. The door's cracked if open. You're, if you're thinking about it, well, then so, now's the time. So that's the thing. I, You're right. Like, it's it's good he says that, but you also do have to. Like, you can't say, like, wow, Peraza is, has been raking. Like, I don't know. Volpe has a bad game tonight. Watch out. Um, it, Volpe's not going down until... I, I guess the update there is... It would have to get ugly and the thing with Volpe's skill set is he's so talented that I don't think it can get like ugly ugly 
Like, if Volpe ends up on base, he can steal a bag. If it's Vol- ugly, ugly right now. What do you mean? Well, he puts a good swing on a ball. He hits a home run, which buys him another. Which buys him another ten days. Exactly. Like we've seen this process no. that this is ugly, ugly. It's yes. It's the worst on base percentage of all. Right, but he can say he's on pace to hit twenty homers. He's on pace to ha- steal thirty five bases. Like that's the thing. Volpe's skill set is so strong that it can't get horrific. And, yeah, I and, mean, I yeah, I. I think we're pretty bad. And that's uh, where, well, I'm, I'm, we're not saying different things, but I'm saying, I don't know. Like, I, I was, I was going to go to Volpe could get to a spot where he gets sent down or if the OPS goes to 550, but I genuinely don't think he can, which well, I, I think that could be a bad thing, or we could look back in September and be giggling and happy. I think, yeah, they've got a firm stamp on it because any, any leak in it, it would be time. It would be like, oh, let's switch this up. And just for a couple of weeks, see what's going on. Let him find himself and then bring him right back up. Like, it happens all the time. I mean, it's not crazy. In parentheses, shower thoughts. If they did consider it. 20 weeks and you get his age 28 season. Um, oh. So if you want. Funny business. But. Yeah. Anything else you liked? I mean, he, he wants to see down base improve as well. What else can you say? It's good. Yeah. It's good that they... It's good he acknowledged that in the not, like, fake surprise tone. Like, sometimes we, we bring yeah. some stats and info, and he's like, oh, really? Like, we're, we're down well, there, and he kind of knows, no, but he doesn't. his tone was... He was like, yeah, we do need to get on base. That's what it like. felt like, yeah. And he laughed that I said the other teams behind him were AL Central, so it doesn't even count. Then he tried to cover his laugh up yeah. real quick. It's too late. Like, fuck. You're sitting crisscross applesauce. We Cle- saw the laugh. Cleveland hates me now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not even them. Three teams, yeah, and then the other thing is like you know where he did say like they they do have a swing early team approach. They're not even they're like the fourteenth and first pitch swing percentage. They're not even really doing that approach that comparatively across the league, and it's that's actually not the problem. It's that you're not swinging at strikes. So maybe I'll I don't know, and this is why managers don't crack the door open. But I might I might start a left fielder Glaber campaign. Because we have a lot of infielders. And you bring up Peraza? Sure. What about when Bader comes back? He can cover Glaber in left. And Judge comes back. Where are you going to put McKinney? Uh, with a plaque in center. Why don't you, like McKinney or Bowers? Who are you going to keep? Well, you know, it's too early. Let's see where we are when we got to make that decision. I agree with him. Bowers is not offensive Bowers has numbers. been a threat. Yeah, Bowers' offensive numbers and, and kind of approach at the plate has been pretty good. But if Stanton's got a DH, I don't know. I don't know. Left field at Yankee Stadium. McKinney looks solid as an outfielder. It's a couple games. He's looked. He's playing with his hair on fire. I almost. It took me a lot to not bring him up. Classically there. trained outfielder. I almost did, looks but like I knew outfielder. it. I knew it was such an interview non-answer. Yeah. And be like, ah, oh, McKinney's playing with his hair on fire. You like that? Blah blah like, blah. That's not a. Yeah. That's nothing. Yes, he likes it, Billy McKinney. I'd like to answer some gibberish one time. Oh. Like. That could mean two things. Because sometimes you like to answer in gibberish. Oh, you often like to answer in gibberish. Um, as like a comedy joke or as like he kind of gets lost in his words for a second and he's like, oh. Uh, I was thinking the first one. The second one sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, but either or, just kind of just like not words. Okay. And the other thing I wanted to say was. Yes. Let's have a, a, a voicemail episode soon, I think. Okay. Where. People can give us some thoughts that maybe we don't have. We haven't had a voicemail episode in a while. I think it'd be fun to hear from some people. Like I need, or or I was actually thinking I need people to like pump me up, like Bootbach. Okay. At some point, we don't need to play all of them. Let's we'll play the best of the best of the best of the best voice. Maybe like top five as we get the next actual judge update. So yeah, we can like get a timeline. Maybe we get. Yeah. Let's get hype. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll do an age limit. Let's do an age limit next week. 65 and up only. Voicemails allowed. And you have to be. we have to be able to tell from the tenor of your voice. Oh, we forgot to ask him if he's ever hit 
84-year-old uh, announcer with a foul ball. Mm. That was something we were going to ask. Damn. Bummer. Well, thanks for listening. Go Yanks. Tom Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>